Letter three of the Mirror of Kong Ho by Ernest Brahma. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Letter three, concerning the virtuous amusements of both old and young, the sit-round games, the masterpiece of the divine Li Tang, and its reception by all, including that same Herbert. Venerated sire whose breadth of mind is so well developed as to take for granted boundless filial professions, which indeed become vapid by a too frequent reiteration. Your amiable inquiry as to how the barbarians pass their time when not employed in affairs of commerce or in worshipping their ancestors has inspired me to examine the matter more fully. At the same time, your pleasantly composed aphorism that the interior nature of persons does not vary with the color of their eyes, and that if I searched, I should find the old flying kites and the younger kicking feather balls or working embroidery, according to their sex, does not appear to be accurately sustained. The lesser ones, it is true, engage in a variety of sumptuous handicrafts, such as the scorching of wooden tablets with the semblance of a pattern, and gouging others with sharpened implements into a crude relief, depicting birds and flowers upon the surface of plates, rending leather into shreds, and entwining beaten iron, brass, and copper into a diversity of most ingenious complications. But when I ask a maiden of affectionate and domesticated appearance whether she had yet worked her age-stricken father's coffin cloth, she said that the subject was one upon which she declined to jest, and rapidly involving herself in a profuse display of emotion, she withdrew, leaving this one aghast. To enable my mind to retranquilize, I approached a youth of highly gilded appearance, and with many predictions of self-inferiority, I suggested that we should engage in the stimulating rivalry of Featherball. When he learned, however, that the diversion consisted in propelling upwards a feather-trimmed chip by striking it against the side of the foot, he candidly replied that he was afraid he had grown out of shuttlecock but did not mind if I was vigorously inclined, taking me on for a set of Yang Pong. Old men here, it is said, do not fly kites, and they affect to despise catching flies for amusement, although they frequently go fishing. Struck by this peculiarity, I put it in the form of an inquiry to one of venerable appearance, why, when at least five score flies were undeniably before his eyes, he preferred to recline for lengthy periods by the side of a stream, endeavouring to snare creatures of whose existence he himself had never as yet received any adequate proof. Doubtless in my contemptible ignorance, however, I used some word inaccurately, for those who stood around suffered themselves to become amused, and the one in question replied with no pretense of amiable condescension that the jest had already been better expressed a hundred times, and that I would find the behind parts of a printed leaf called punch in the bookcase. Not being desirous of carrying on a conversation of which I felt that I had misplaced the most highly rectified ingredient, I bowed repeatedly and replied affably that wisdom ruled his left side and truth his right. It was upon this same occasion that a young man of unprejudiced wide-mindedness, taking me aside, asserted that the matter had not been properly set forth when I was inquiring about kites. 
both old and young men he continued frequently endeavored to fly kites even in the involved heart of the city he had tried once or twice himself but never with encouraging success chiefly he was told because his paper was not good enough many people he added would not scruple to mislead me with evasive ambiguity on this one subject owing to an ill-balanced conception of what constituted true dignity but he was unwilling that his countrymen should be thought by mine to be sunk into a deeper barbarism than actually existed his warning was not inopportune seated next to this person at a later period was a maiden from whose agreeably poised lips had hitherto proceeded nothing but sincerity and fact watching her closely i asked her as one who only had a languid interest either one way or the other whether her revered father or her talented and richly apparelled brothers ever spent their time flying kites about the city in spite of a most efficient self-control her colour changed at my words and her features trembled for a moment but quickly reverting to herself she replied that she thought not then as though to subdue my suspicions more completely that she was sure they did not as the kites would certainly frighten the horses and the appointed watchman of the street would not allow it she confessed however with unassumed candour that the immediate descendants of her sister were gracefully proficient in the art from this great and enlightened one you will readily perceive how misleading an impression might be carried away by a person scrupulously intentioned but not continually looking both ways when placed among a people endowed with the uneasy suspicion of the barbarian and struggling to assert a doubtful refinement apart from this there has to be taken into consideration their involved process of reasoning and the unexpectedly different standards which they apply to every subject at the house of the maidens blank when the evening was not spent in listening to melodious voices and the harmony of stringed woods it was usual to take part in sit-round games of various kinds and while it is on his brush this person would say with commendable pride that a well-trained musician among us can extort more sound from a hollow wooden pig costing only a few cash than the most skilful here ever attain on their largest instrument a highly lacquered coffin on legs filled with bells and hidden springs and frequently sold for a thousand tails upon a certain evening at the conclusion of one sit-round game which involved abrupt music a barrier of chairs and the exhilarating possibility of being sat upon by the young and vivacious in their zeal a person of the company turned suddenly to the one who is communicating with you and said enticingly why did birdcage walk not judging from his expression that this was other than a polite inquiry on a matter which disturbed his repose i was replying that the manifestation was undoubtedly the work of a vexatious demon which had taken up its abode in the article referred to when another by my side cried aloud because it envied queen anne's gate and without a pause cast back the question who carved the poultry in spite of the apparent simplicity of the demand it was received by all in an attitude of complicated doubt 
and this person was considering whether he might not acquire distinction by replying that such an office fell by custom to the lot of the more austere maiden blank when the very inadequate reply mark lane with st mary's axe was received with applause and some observations in a half-tone regarding the identity of the fowl by the laws of the sit-round games the one who had last spoken now proclaimed himself demanding to know why did battersea rise but the involvement was evidently superficial for the maiden at whose memory this one's organs still vibrate ignobly at once replied because it thought clapham common in turn inquiring what made the marble arch although i would have willingly sacrificed to an indefinite extent to be furnished with the preconcerted watchword so that i might have enlarged myself in the eyes of this consecrated being's unapproachable esteem i had already decided that the competition was too intangible for one whose thoughts lay in well-defined parallel lines and it fell to another to reply to hear salisbury court this o oh my broad-minded ancestor of the first degree an aimless challenge coupled with the name of one recognizable spot replied to by the haphazard retort of another place frequently in no way joined to it was regarded as an exceptionally fascinating sit-round game by a company of elderly barbarians what couldn't walbrook it might be and such cheapside would be deemed a praiseworthy solution when did king's bench walk would be asked and to reply when gray's inn road covered the one with overpowering acclamation beavis marks only an inner circle at the butts why was a demand of such elaborate complexity that although this person was lured out of his self-imposed restraint by the silence of all round and submerging his intelligence to an acquired level unobtrusively suggested because aylesbury ducks perchance it fell to the one propounding to announce because st john's wood shoot up hill admittedly it is written when the shutter is fastened the girdle is loosened but it is as truly said not in the head nor yet in the feet but in the organs of digestion does wisdom reside and even in jesting the middle course of neither an excessive pride nor an absolute weak-mindedness is to be observed with what concrete pangs of acute mental distress would this person ever behold his immaculate progenitor taking part in a similar sit-round game with an assembly of worthy mandarins the one asking questions of meaningless import as why did they hang cow and another replying in an equal strain of no consecutiveness in order to tin tong at length a person who is spoken of as having formerly been the captain of a band of warriors turned to me with an unsuspected absence of ferocity and said your countrymen are very proficient in the art of epigram are they not mr kong will you not in turn therefore favor us with an example whereupon several maidens exclaimed with engaging high temper oh yes do ask us some funny chinese riddles mr kong assuredly there are among us many classical instances of the light sayings which require matching i replied gratified that i should have the opportunity of showing their superiority 
One, harmonious beyond the blend of challenge and retort, is as follows: The phoenix embroidered upon the side of the shoe. When the shoe advances, the phoenix leaps forward. "Oh!" cried several of the maidens, and from the nature of their glances it might reasonably be gathered that already they began to recognize the inferiority of their own sayings. "Is that the question or the answer, or both?" asked a youth of unfledged maturity, and to hide their conscious humiliation several persons allowed their faces to melt away. "That which has been expressed," replied this person, with an ungrudging toleration, "is the first or question portion of the contrast. The answer is that which will be supplied by your honourable condescension." "But," interposed one of the maidens, "it isn't really a question, you know, Mr. Kong." "In a way of regarding it, it may be said to be question, inasmuch as it requires an answer to establish the comparison." The most pleasing answer is that which shall be dissimilar in idea and yet at the same time maintain the most perfect harmony of parallel thought. I replied, "Now permit your exceptional minds to wander in a forest of similitudes. The phoenix embroidered upon the side of the shoe. When the shoe advances, the phoenix leaps forward." Oh, if that's all you want," said the one Herbert, who by an ill destiny chanced to be present. The red-hot poker held before the cat's nose. When the poker advances, the cat leaps backwards. Oh, very good! cried several of those around. Of course, it naturally would. Is that right, Mr. Kong? If the high-souled company is satisfied, then it must be, for there is no conclusive right or wrong, only an unending search for that which is most gem-set and resourceful. Replied this person with an ever deepening conviction of no enthusiasm towards the sit-round game, but he added, resolved to raise for a moment the canopy of a mind swan-like in its crystal many-sidedness, and then leave them to their own ineptitude. For five centuries, nothing has been judged equal to the solution offered by Li Tang. At the time, he was presented with a three-sided banner of silk with the names of his eleven immediate ancestors embroidered upon it in seven colors, and his own name is still handed down in imperishable memory. Oh, do tell us what it was! cried many. It must have been clever. The dragon painted upon the face of the fan. When the fan is shaken, the dragon flies upwards. Replied this person, "It cannot be denied that this was received with an attitude of respectful melancholy, strikingly complimentary to the wisdom of the gifted Li Tang. But whether it may be that the time was too short to assimilate the more subtle delicacies of the saying, or whether the barbarian mind is inherently devoid of true balance, this person was panged most internally to hear one say to another as he went out." Do you know? I really think that Herbert's was much the better answer of the two, more realistic, and what you might expect at the pantomime. A like inability to grasp with a clear and uninvolved vision permeates not only the triviality of a sit-round game, but even the most important transactions of existence. 
Shortly after his arrival in the island, this person was initiated by the widely esteemed Quang Sun into the private life of one whose occupation was that of a lawgiver, where he frequently drank tea on terms of mutual cordiality. Upon such an occasion he was one day present, conversing with the lesser ones of the household, the head thereof being absent, setting forth the law in the temple, when one of the maidens cried out with amiable vivacity, "'Why, Mr. Kong, you say such consistently graceful things of the ladies you have met over here, that we shall expect you to take back an English wife with you. But perhaps you are already married in China?' the conclusion is undeviating in its accuracy replied this person unable to evade the allusion to ning hi fa and tang tin as the matter stands ning hi fa and tin exclaimed the wife of the lawgiver pleasantly what an important name can you pardon our curiosity and tell us what she is like ning hi fa and tang yin repeated this person not submitting to be deprived of the consequence of two wives without due protest, three names, three wives, three very widely separated likes. At this in no way boastfully uttered statement, the agreeably outlined surface of the faces around variated suddenly, the effect being one which I have frequently observed in the midst of my politest expressions of felicity. For a moment, indeed, I could not disguise from myself that the one who had made the inquiry stretched forth her lotus-like hand towards the secret spring by which it is customary to summon the attending slaves from the underneath parts, but restraining herself with the manner of one who would desire to make less of a thing than it otherwise might seem, she turned to me again. "'How nice!' she murmured. What a pity you did not bring them all with you, Mr. Kong. They would have been a great acquisition. Yet it must be well weighed, I replied, not to be out-complimented touching one another, that here they would have met so many fine and superior gentlemen that they might have become dissatisfied with my less-than-average prepossessions. I wonder if they did not think of that in your case and refuse to let you come, said one of the maidens. The various persons must not be regarded as being on their all fours, I replied, anxious that there should be no misunderstanding on this point. They, of course, reside within one inner chamber, but there would be no duplicity in this one adding indefinitely to the number. Of course not. How silly of me! exclaimed the maiden. What splendid musical evenings you can have! But tell me, Mr. Kong, ought it not to be Messrs. Kong, Mamma? If a girl married you here, would she be legally married to you in China? Oh, yes, replied this person positively. But could you not, by your own laws, have the marriage set aside whenever you wished? Assuredly, I admitted, it is so appointed. Then how could she be legally married? She persisted, with really unbecoming suspicion. Legally married, legally unmarried, replied this person, quite distressed within himself at not being able to understand the difficulty besetting her. All perfectly legal and honorably observed. I think, Gwendolen, said the one of authority, and although the matter was no further expressed by an instinct which he was powerless to avert, this person at once found himself rising with ceremonious partings. 
not desiring that the obstacles should remain so inadequately swept away i have turned my presumptuous footsteps in the direction of the lawgiver's house on several later occasions but each time the word of the slave guarding the door has been that they of the household down even to those of the most insignificant degree of kinship have withdrawn to a distant and secluded spot with renewed assurances that the enterprise is being gracefully conducted however ill-digested and misleading these immature compositions may appear kong ho end of letter three